Welcome to season four of the Invest Your Best podcast with Allie Kay. Come along as I casually explore what it takes to live your best life mentally and physically by focusing on the things you can control, your thinking and actions. Come and listen as I have open, real, and honest conversations about what it takes to step into action to live your best life. It's time to invest your best. Welcome to the Invest Your Best podcast. I am your host, Allie Kay. And on this episode, I have on Elizabeth Gascoigne. She is the CEO and founder of Absence of Proof, and she is bringing value and community to the alcohol-free community. So hello, Elizabeth. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here. Okay, so before we get into what exactly Absence of Proof is, I want to kind of just talk about your personal journey with alcohol and going into the alcohol-free space. So I started my journey, I started like documenting it, and actually I interviewed um, Annie Grace, she is an author of the book This Naked Mind, and I read this book and literally I started thinking of going alcohol-free for an entire year. Like I was just thinking about it, and then I finally made that jump, and I've been very open on the podcast sharing, you know, the ups and downs and everything. So you're actually my first person I've talked to who is actually in alcohol-free space as well. So tell me everything, what made you go into this space and your personal journey? Yeah. So I would say my relationship with alcohol started very young, probably too young. I was quite a rebellious teen, a very party-centric person. I was very focused on um, kind of what the crowd was doing, wanting to be cool, all of that. Um, and that led to a lot of alcohol and partying in my, I would say, not early teens, but 15, 16, 17. Um, and it was a big part of my life. It was definitely unhealthy. And I hit a point when I was about 18 or 19 years old where I was looking at my life and I had not created the reality that I wanted. I was not going to get into the colleges that I wanted to go to. I was seeing a lot of my friends really thrive. And I felt a lot of envy about that. Um, and inside, I knew that I could do better. Like I was like, this is not like the end for me. I know I'm capable of amazing things, but I need to get really intentional about what I'm allowing in my life. And so like you said, for the year, I said, I'm going to remove everything that I know is toxic, that like is factually not good for you. I'm going to remove everything like that for a year and see how my life changes. Um, so I started by removing alcohol for a year and my life completely transformed. Um, that's when I got my yoga teacher certification, I got very, uh, into learning about wellness and all of these things. And, um, after the end of that year, I was like, why would I reintroduce something that so clearly was holding me back? Um, so I ended up being completely sober for another their two years. And in those three years, I really like blossomed, I would say. (laughs) Yeah. So that was when I got like my dream job. Um, I moved uh, to Seattle from the suburbs originally and just really started to have healthy relationships, healthy friendships, all of those things. And then after those three years, I was in my early twenties and I was like, you know, I think that I can probably reintroduce alcohol in moderation and kind of see how that works for me. It's been three years of a break. Let's see how that goes. 
And while it wasn't destructive in the way that it was when I was a teenager, it also wasn't adding anything. It wasn't like propelling me into the success that I wanted for myself. Um, so then about a year ago, I completely removed it again. And now it's been a year. And in that year, I've started a company, quit my day job, all these things. So everything kind of points to removing alcohol is good. <laughs> Alcohol. Okay. So you basically said exactly or asked yourself the same question I did. Is this bringing any value to myself? Is this bringing any value to my life? Is this bringing me closer or further away from my goals? And it's amazing because it brings us further away from our goals, you know, and obviously we can see that in your life, but okay. I want to back up. So you're asking yourself this question, is alcohol bringing me value, you know, and you've decided, no, it does not. How do you, because you are young, you live in New York City, you did live in LA previously. I mean, society revolves around alcohol, especially when we're young. How did you take that first step in removing it for that year? Did you tell people you were removing it from your life? Like, just walk us down that whole situation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you hit the head and it is involved in everything. And particularly when you're in college and kind of a young adult um, and you're still like very impressionable, you want to have like, you're, I, at least for me, my identity really revolved around like, who was my peer group? Am I perceived as fun and cool? Um, and so removing alcohol, while I knew that it was something that I needed to do, was not something that I wanted to advertise. And um, obviously, I, I eventually kind of had to because my friends were like, do you want to go out drinking? And I was like, no. Um, but unfortunately, I wish that this wasn't true. I did lose friendships and people did um, kind of stop inviting me to things. And I don't necessarily think that that was malicious, but they were like, oh, she probably doesn't want to go to this party because she doesn't drink or like she's not going to be as fun and she's not going to want to be out that late. All of these things that weren't necessarily true, um, but they were very apparent. And while those things were incredibly painful, I think the benefit that I saw from all of the positive things that I did have time for and was incorporating in my life, um, those definitely outweighed it. And I also that a huge um, growth area for me of getting intentional about like what I wanted for myself and what I was passionate about. That's when I started my first YouTube channel, started understanding content creation, which is how I launched the business that I have now. So um, it all kind of happened for a reason. But like you said, I mean, it's it's tough. Um, And I'm grateful now that my peer group has been amazingly supportive and no one has had any problems with me not drinking. And I also think that we're seeing a huge trend in society of drinking less. And so I think that helps with some of like the peer pressure or scrutiny that I might've gotten a few years ago. Yeah, I agree. I think when you eliminate alcohol, because we all identify with it, you know, on the weekend, what do we do? We have drinks. I mean, when you cut that out, you're cutting those people out, you know, in a way that you associate with who drink. And I I feel the same way. Like, I feel like I'm not getting invited as much, you know, when I first started my alcohol-free journey. Is she going to judge me because we're drinking, you know, and she's not drinking? Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to know that, yes, it can initially be lonely, you know, but I feel like the bigger picture is when you level up your life, you are going to leave leave some people behind. That's just how it is. Not saying that you won't find your people, but yeah, you're leveling up your life. And unfortunately you leave people behind, you know? Yeah. And I, 
I definitely agree. And I think the good news is that that is very temporary. And when you do start living more in alignment with who you truly want to be, you will then attract people that are also on that same wavelength. So like the amount of friends that I have that are either sober curious or very passionate about health and wellness or don't drink at all now is crazy. Like I had, um, I quit my day job. And so I threw a party that last weekend to do that. And I would say probably like 70% of the people there didn't drink. And like, that's now my peer group. So you will attract people that are like-minded, but you first have to take the steps to figure out who exactly you want to be in order to attract those people. 100%. And I think initially, I think it's definitely shifted within the year as far as like the whole alcohol-free. But one thing that I experienced a lot is when I said, okay, I'm not drinking. And And I said, you know, I don't know if I'll ever allow alcohol back into my life. I didn't want to put that pressure on on myself. But when I initially said, you know, I'm not drinking it, drinking anymore, I always got the questions, oh, are you an alcoholic? You know, mm-hmm. are you, you know, so I also think there's that perspective from society that you're the problem rather than alcohol is the problem. Did you experience that as well in the beginning? Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, like, when I first went completely sober, I I think I thought that I was an alcoholic. Like I was like, this is such a problem in my life. And when I drink, I black out. And like those things equal being an alcoholic. And I, my family has a history of alcoholism. So I really was like, I think I'm an alcoholic and I just need to never drink again. And then when I did introduce it in moderation, the patterns were not the same. Um, and so now that's why I say like I'm alcohol free rather than I'm sober because I want to be respectful of people that are in active recovery and all of that. Um, but yeah, I think I still get questions of like, you know, are you an alcoholic? And I think too, like removing the stigma from, okay, so what if I was like, I have a lot of friends who are in recovery who are alcoholics. And I think we need to stop putting this like negative connotation on that. And then I also have people that, um, are like four or five years sober and they're like, I can be around alcohol. Like you don't need to be afraid or like, like, I'm not going to judge you for drinking. And like you said earlier, I think a lot of people maybe don't want to be around people that are sober or alcohol free because they feel like they're going to be judged if they are drinking. Um, and that's one thing that we are very clear about of absence of proof of like, we don't preach sobriety. We don't, we don't say that one thing is better than the other. We just want to support you in whatever journey and options that you want. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG, and we're the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. It can be so hard to avoid weight gain, especially with all the things going on in our life. And it can be really frustrating when we're working hard to do everything right and we're consistent. And then we step on that scale and it keeps creeping up or maybe you don't even see the scale move at all. But I recently learned a very interesting fact about how weight gain works and the super simple way to control it. So on last week's episode, I was chatting with Tina Anderson. She's the co-founder of Just Thrive Probiotic. If you haven't listened to that episode, go check it out. And she was telling me that when it comes to fat burning, you and I are basically at the mercy of two specific hunger hormones. 
So these hormones, which are controlled by your gut, it all starts with your gut, they are responsible for switching off your fat storing and switching on your fat burning. So when your gut can properly parent these hormones, your body literally absorbs less fat from the food you eat and burns the excess fat that you have. Oh yeah, thank you, we all want that. But thanks to our modern toxic world, it's way too easy for these hormones to misbehave and run wild. And so when that happens, you end up choosing foods you know are bad for you, eating more food even when you aren't hungry, I'm so guilty of that one, and also making bad food choices because you think it will boost your mood. Again, very guilty of that one. That's why it's so important to support the health of your gut so you get these hormones under control. And thanks to Tina, my go-to gut support is Just Thrive Probiotic. I am obsessed and I am taking this during pregnancy. And you know, if you've been following me, you know I'm obsessed with my health and really keeping that lifestyle up, especially during pregnancy. Up to 80% of your immune system lives in your gut, so a healthy gut is truly the master key to staying resilient and feeling your best. And with Just Thrive Probiotic, I feel confident I'm giving my body what it needs to stay strong and balance my hunger hormones so I can avoid unwanted pounds. I trust Just Thrive because their probiotic has more clinical research than anything else out there, which is so important to me. And I love that it's vegan, it's non-GMO, gluten-free, dairy-free, and free from anything artificial. It's even safe for kids, so I'll talk more openly about how Ford has been struggling with environmental stressors that trigger asthmatic symptoms, and even that comes from gut and supporting gut health. So I have been sprinkling a little bit of the Just Thrive probiotic in his morning cereal or in his smoothie and he loves it. He doesn't even know it's there. But seriously, I can mix it into smoothies or bake it into any recipe without potency. And as a bonus, Just Thrive probiotic can even support beautiful skin, better sleep, and a brighter mood because it all starts with your gut. So right now you can get 15% off their award-winning probiotic or any of their science-backed all-natural products when you go to justthrive.com and use promo code INVESTYOURBEST at checkout. So get your 15% off. You will not be disappointed. Go buy this probiotic to support your gut health because it all starts with your gut and support your overall health. Right. And I think it's also creating an option, which is so neat because before it's just like you're either you have a problem or you drink. There was no like medium, you know, or middle mm-hmm. ground of that. And I think we're definitely seeing that shift and and like absence of proof that you're creating that there is an option for people who just say, hey, alcohol just isn't my thing. And, and that's OK. Yeah, totally. So tell Absolutely. Me, tell me about Tell me about absence of proof. Sorry. Tell me about absence of proof. What is it? How did you think of starting this? Just tell me everything. I'm so interested. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So absence of proof was born, I would say about seven months ago. Um, I had been alcohol free for a few months. 
And I just found myself constantly telling like my boyfriend, I was like, I wish we had somewhere to go where there like wasn't alcohol, but we could still get really nice drinks because New York, one of the amazing things about New York is the nightlife is the restaurant scene. And I didn't want to all of a sudden miss out on that because I wasn't drinking. And I also knew that I wanted to start my own company. I've always wanted to do that. And for whatever reason, I've just kind of felt these blockers or like I haven't taken that leap. Um, and so I was like, what about an alcohol-free bar? Like, what about that? And so then I started researching and found a lot around the country of people doing similar things. And I was like, okay, so there's a proof of concept like this could work. And I didn't have the capital to just like open a bar. And it's probably a good thing that I didn't because um, my company has pivoted so much from from that. And I think if I had had the cash, I would be like, all right, we're signing a lease tomorrow because um, I was so excited about the idea. But um, I just started throwing these pop-ups and basically non-alcoholic parties around New York. And the response was just incredible. And I... I think it was really inspiring to see how many people felt the same way that I did. Um, and so we just kept kind of like selling out, throwing bigger and bigger parties, more frequent parties um, to the point where now we have a residency at a speakeasy in the West Village. Um, so we like literally turn it into a non-alcoholic bar every weekend. Um, and then we've also expanded to doing like, like tonight we have a museum party, um, we do weddings, all of that kind of thing. And then from that, we started getting some um, pretty exciting press opportunities and social media um, attention. And so we started getting people reaching out from other states of like, come to our state, come to our state. So while that is on in the pipeline, we wanted a way for people to get non-alcoholic options immediately. So that's when we launched our e-commerce store. So it's basically like think Amazon, but for non-alc. So even if you live in the middle of nowhere and like absence of proof doesn't exist there, we can still ship you all the ingredients that you would need for really high quality non-alcoholic cocktails. I'm obsessed. Okay. So like if you live in the <laughs> middle of nowhere, like Lakeland, I can still yes. have like an alcohol free party. Okay. Absolutely. So I want to back up because I just want to like unpack all this because sure. just going off of what you're saying, as far as like, you don't want to miss out on things, you know? And one of the things that like the first thing that I started doing is like putting sparkling water in a wine glass. And I swear Literally. it was like almost, I mean, yeah, it wasn't like drinking a glass of wine, but I felt that like fulfillment in a sense of way, you know, especially when we <laughs> went out to dinner, I put a lime and I had my wine glass and I felt almost as if I was having my wine I was relaxing. Mm -hmm. Um, so I definitely, I love that. And I feel like even when you go to restaurants, they barely have a mocktail like menu yeah. anymore, you know? What is up with mm -hmm. that? I know. But, so, or it's like very sugary, like juice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not pure. It's like pink lemonade with like a twist on it or something. I don't know. Okay. So when you do these pop-ups, what is the feedback? Because a lot of people think that you can't have fun or you can't relax or you can't have conversations with people unless you know you're like a couple drinks in. So what's that feedback and what would you tell people or like, what do you see? What do you witness in these pop-ups? Yeah, I think the most rewarding part is when people leave and they're like, wow, I actually didn't think that I could have that much fun without alcohol. And that's like a win for me. Like that's what keeps me going. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we try to curate the events so that it's just like a regular bar. We've got fun music. We've got the dimmed lights, like everyone's dressed up. We want it to be a night out um, just without the alcohol. So like you mentioned with like the sparkling water in a wine glass, I used to do that with apple cider. So I totally feel you. And uh, we do that. We do beautiful glassware. We do really high-end mocktails. Um, we have non-alcoholic wine options. Like 
it really is supposed to mimic the experience of a regular night out. We just want you to feel better in the morning. Um, we also notice that people have a lot more lasting relationships. Um, so like that party that I threw, I mean, half the people that came were people that I've met through absence of proof because it really attracts people with similar values, people that want to make healthy choices in their lives. And since you're sober, you're also having really authentic, genuine conversations that you're going to remember, um, which is really conducive to long lasting friendships. So I think that's been really amazing to see as well. Um and then what I what we did notice and what we got feedback on from our first events was like, okay, we're sober. We might need a little bit more help with with like the social interaction piece of it and like introducing ourselves to strangers. And so that's when we incorporated like the board game element, the card game element. We have question cards at every table, um, things like that, so that if you are kind of like nervous about introducing yourself, there's something that can help guide that conversation in replacement of alcohol. I love it. So what, where can we find you on social media? What if we want to um, have our own absence of proof pop up with you? Can we do that? Can we contact you? Tell us all the things. Yeah, absolutely. So we're currently in the process of uh, nationwide expansion, which is very exciting for me. I love and also it. Also very nerve wracking. <laughs> um, so hopefully coming to a city near you very, very soon. Um, but yeah, like I said, I mean, I think e-commerce is great because you can throw your own non-alcoholic parties. Like you can get all of the non-alcoholic spirits, um, and mixers and all of those things delivered. So you can kind of put on your own parties with your friends. Um, and then yeah, social media is big. That's really how we've grown. Um, our, our community is through social media. So we're just absence of proof on all platforms. Um, and then I'm also working on building out our email newsletter. So we'll have like mocktail recipes of the week, um, community highlights, things like that, just to help um, continue the community when we're not having in-person events. So subscribe to that. Um, and yeah, of course, always reach out. I love meeting new people that are interested in the space. Yes, definitely. And I think it's so important for people who are listening that the community of alcohol free or the alcohol free community really does exist and it's growing so much. You know, I've witnessed this within the past year. It is growing rapidly. So even if you're starting your journey and you feel like it's going to be lonely, it might be in the beginning, but you will find your people. What do you want to tell people who are interested in just going alcohol free? What would be your biggest um, piece of advice for them? Yeah, I would say get really intentional about what you want to replace alcohol with. Um, so not like a physical drink necessarily. I mean, mocktails are awesome, but more so like what do you want to invite into your life that can then replace the time that you were spending drinking or spending hungover um, so that you're not looking at it like, oh, I have to remove something from my life and there's now this hole and I don't get to be social, et cetera. But like instead, I now have the time, energy and passion to do something that I've always wanted to do. So start to think about what that is. And then anytime you're like, oh, I wish I was drinking or I wish I was out with so-and-so people. It's like, no, I actually get to do this really cool thing. I love that. I think the biggest thing for me too is like my weekends were spent being hungover on the couch. That was my Saturday and my Sunday and it would trickle into my Monday and Monday were you know, supposed to be my days of productivity, you know, and I would be hungover. And now it's like weekends are productive. You know, mm -hmm. we have experiences on weekends. We get out of the house. We're not just hungover. And I think to live a life without a hangover. I mean, that's like my driving force. <laughs> yes. It's so worth it. <laughs> totally. I absolutely agree. 
yeah, it's amazing how much time you get back when you're not hungover. Yes, 100%. Okay, thank you, Elizabeth, so much for joining. I'm so interested about absence of proof. I'm going to go do my own research and I'm hoping that maybe we could collab. Like, I know you're going to be in Miami. Yeah. Um, maybe Tampa. Tampa's a big city. You should consider okay. um, doing a little pop up here. And then maybe yeah. you should start a podcast. <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> I will be picking your brain. Um, I'm so inspired by, by you, how consistent you've been and have been doing this for so long so absolutely and uh yeah maybe i'll add tampa to the list yes all right elizabeth thank you so much and this has been another episode of the invest your best with ali k i will catch you next week